everyone. Alan Schimmel, Editor-in-Chief, DevOps.com, here for another DevOps Chat. Today's, uh, today's guest on DevOps Chat is our friend Ken Cheney, CMO of Chef. Ken, welcome back to DevOps Chat. Alan, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Ken, I, I apologize. Between your schedule and my schedule, it's been a while since we had a chance to, to catch up. I think the last time we left off, it was, was it right after Chef Conference, Chef Conf? It was actually right before Chef Conf. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's been, a, it's been a couple of months, right, given that that was uh, the end of May. Ken, I don't think I've been home for more than two or three days at a time since then. So, yeah, it has been. But for our listeners maybe who aren't lucky enough to be down in Austin and, and Chef Conf this year, can you fill us in a little bit about maybe what we missed? Yeah, so ChefConf this year, as you mentioned, was in Austin, Texas, and uh, you know I think the highlights of ChefConf uh, on the product side were, were some uh, announcements we made um, around Chef Automate and uh, and bringing in uh, our open source tooling fully under under that umbrella of Chef Automate. So Chef Automate's our, our commercial offering, and uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, we brought in InSpec uh, fully. So now from one, one spot within Chef Automate, you can see both how you're doing in terms of your infrastructure uh, and how your, your infrastructure automation is going with, with Chef. But also from a compliance perspective, you can, you can see what's happening uh, in terms of policy from, through the Chef Automate uh, UI. So it's really the, the product has evolved from uh, from how it was working before, we essentially had two servers for viewing data. So now you have a you have a single common UI for looking across all of the all of the various various data points. In addition, we brought in the habitat uh, habitat uh, 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 data so that now you can see the, the state of your of your uh, habitat uh, uh, instances that are running in the wild. And um, and you know what, what I I find really interesting about what, what's happening with with, uh, with the compliance front is is that is that uh, you know we're, we're we're really evolving quickly from just being focused on kind of core compute elements to now expanding inspec out to cover off on uh, uh, cloud-based APIs. So we can now go at uh, AWS and Azure um, and be able to scan those as well as VMware environments. So you know expand. And spanning inspect to be to be you know a language that's not just appropriate for compute but also for for broadly managing all of your infrastructure uh, as code and, um, and so that that was announced at well at, at ChefConf um, and I think that that's that's a, a big move forward you're going to see that that continued expansion of of that of that inspect language uh, and capabilities to go after you know broad set of, of other types of infrastructure. Um, in the near future, and uh, and it's area where we see just a tremendous amount of interest and uptake from from our from our customers and users. So anyone who hasn't tried out Inspect, I, I really encourage them to try it. And then, uh, as part of Chef Automate, if you want to actually see that uh, that Inspect data roll up into common policy views, and uh, really understand how you're doing it at an infrastructure level, both in terms of the state of your infrastructure, but how your infrastructure is conforming to policy. Uh, around compliance and security, you get that from from one place, and um, and in, in this world of WannaCry and, and other exploits that are happening, 
it's amazed me how many organizations, when tools like Inspect exist, still have giant vulnerabilities, right? And here we have this open source tool that can solve uh, this problem of really understanding what is your exposure. And then you can use a tool like Chef to actually remediate and fix it. Um, it just, it, it blows my mind that it's still a common occurrence. It blows your mind, Kevin. <laughs> For 20 years, it's blown my mind, you know. I mean, so it, it for those of us in the security, you know, space, it's no secret that, you know, well over three quarters, actually probably over 80 percent, 85 percent of of attacks and successful attacks actually take place, not because of, you know, what we used to call zero day or unknown vulnerabilities or holes, but because known vulnerabilities were not patched. Right. Uh, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that that's yep. the key, you know. I mean, even today with and, uh, and it's crazy. I'm sorry, go ahead, Ken. Oh, I was just, I was I was saying, you know, like like one of the, the the common things, you know, is many organizations haven't really fully automated, and so they reintroduce vulnerabilities into the wild all the time. Um, and yeah. know, what I love about about what what you can do with Inspec is you can actually because you're managing as code every time you test your software, every time you push a configuration um, with Chef, you can verify that, that you're not reintroducing to the wild that not fat fingering something on a keyboard that, that reintroduces that, that, uh, potential, that potential hole um, in your organization. Yep. I mean, you know, so, you, um, I'm sorry, can you hear? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm getting a little audio back. I I hope I hope this is recording well. But Ken, you know, we we did a survey a while back where only 75% of organizations are actually scanning their code for vulnerabilities prior to deployment. And you know that what are the other 25% thinking? Is it's kind of what I think. But uh, anyway, on on the topic of of security, Ken, I wanted to quickly mention that uh, Matt Ray of Chef is actually uh, speaking at a conference I'm doing as part of RSA APJ on DevSecOps next week. And Matt, I think, is based in Australia, correct? Yes, he is. Yeah, Matt is based in Australia, and he will be talking about Inspect, and uh, folks who are there can uh, attend, attend his session and, and learn more, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's because I'm traveling to Singapore and so it's kind of right in my face. But to me, it, it's this global, I mean, DevOps has really become a global, I don't want to use the word phenomenon, but a global uh, force. And and we're seeing it in, yes, it is. you know, certainly in EMEA, but we're seeing it in AP. And then just this weekend, I think Chef just announced their first Latin American partner, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, we, we are definitely seeing DevOps, you know, at a global level and um, seeing seeing you know broad interest. And and what's interesting, you know, is that is that Alan, I've been in the industry a while, and, and it used to be a little bit of a leg, you know, several year leg um, before you'd see uh, markets such as Latin America um, or parts of Asia pick up technology that would originate in the in the United States um, or or process ideas, but Things move much more quickly now, and you're seeing you're seeing uh, you know global companies with operations in India and operations in China, and so you know we we 
as a company do a lot of activity at a global level. Um, and uh, you know, if you look at where, how we're doing meetups, where we're doing meetups, they're, they're happening all over the place. Um, and you know, our partner ecosystem, which is well over 300, 300 partners, uh, covers covers the globe um, because we see that we see that demand. Now, how we enter any given market, you know, varies depends on, depending on on uh, what's going to work best in that market. So, some markets we address through partners, and some markets we we actually put uh, we we put our own physical presence in that market. Yep, yeah, we we see the same thing at DevOps.com again with. You know, our readership when we first started was was almost three quarters U.S. based, and now it's only about thirty seven percent, and the rest being global. But it's more than just spreading through the world. The world, it's what you said. There's not as great a lag time. I mean, at one point, Latin America was three. You know, we used to tell people, "Oh, it's three years behind what we're doing here," and that that's not the case anymore. Certainly. Yeah, I'll tell you that the highest the highest volume of leads that we get come from the Asia Pacific region. Really? Chef, um, yeah. So it, you know, it's just there's just a tremendous amount of demand coming out of there. I'll tell you, like if we do a, a meetup in uh, in Bangalore or or Delhi, you know, we'll have 300 people show up to that meetup. Wow, that's that's fantastic. So, you know what? We'll yeah. talk more about that off off mic. But uh, Ken, I, I wanted to you know. A lot of what's driving strong numbers like 300 people at a meetup and, and stuff like that is is training and availability of training, right? And that's, and right. that's something yes. Chef has always done really well. But you guys re recently rolled out, uh, not pilot, excuse me. What 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 is the name the of Chef Automate? The Chef the Chef Automate pilot. Yeah, as part of we actually rolled out a, a, a whole new online. Uh, learning uh, learning site called Learn Chef Rally, right? Um, and it's and it's a it's a it's gotten very fast adoption and and uh, uh, has a lot of users hitting it every day. Um, and as part of that, we we have what what's called the, the Chef Automate Pilot, which is really targeted at an individual who wants to really understand Chef uh, over the course of maybe a lunch, right? So that kind of lunchtime evaluation. Um, where they want to get a feel for how Chef works, what it does for them, and uh, but but you know as a whole, Learn Chef Rally it constitutes a whole set of modules that, that will walk you through the various parts of our technology. So if you want to learn about compliance, there's an there's an inspect module and a Chef compliance module. If you want to learn about um, even even about like DevOps type concepts, you can go and, and learn about them there on the Learn Chef Rally site. And uh, we've had such strong uptake, you know, we've seen a lot of, of customers who would like to bring that, that learning site in-house and, and customize that learning environment for their own company. Um, there's been such a strong interest. So it's, it's, a, it's a great resource. I encourage people to go look at it. Sure. Ken, well, the logical question then is how, how do they get there? Yeah, so um, it's, it's very easy to get there. You can just go to learn.chef.io and you you can get started. Excellent. That makes that's a good one. So that's a Chef Rally and and highly recommend. It sounds like there's a lot and I'm sure you guys are planning to add more into that. So Ken, we are kind of in the dog days of summer here, but it's certainly not slow. It doesn't seem anywhere. Um, any any other uh, news events? You know, well, we just passed the one. Yeah, we just passed the one-year anniversary of Habitat, and and I'll note that that um, uh, 
you know, we, we at Chef Comp made some Habitat news. So we announced uh, a Habitat build service and uh, we made improvements to uh, the Habitat scaffolding, which are essentially build packs to make it, make it easier for people to package up their applications, as well as we provided a, a, a set of uh, enterprise ready uh, Habitat plans for common languages, uh, common, common platforms, um, such as like big data, like uh, uh, Cassandra, Spark, um, and uh, real common common web apps. Um, and so, so you know, Habitat continues to evolve. And and just in the past couple of weeks, uh, we uh, announced the pre-release of Habitat for Windows. So along with what we had for Linux support, people can now use Habitat to package up their Windows-based Windows-based applications. And and from our view. Habitat now is the premier packaging solution for containers. It's the, it's the fastest, easiest way to package an application um, and have it run in a container and be able to manage it across across the life cycle. That rocks. I mean, because certainly, Ken, the one thing, I mean, that we're seeing here is the, the you know, we talk about the internet time crunching, right, or compressing time. Yep. The pickup on containers, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to, and I probably you are too. Remember when VMware first came out, right? And and the the That's move right. to virtualization went really quick. The move to virtualization went a lot quicker than let's say the move off of client server or something like that to peer to peer or peer to peer to client server, what have you. But the move to containers, man, it you know I saw I saw I've seen several surveys recently, you know that showed container in production numbers upwards of 50 percent of of organizations and i i thought frankly i thought yes. it wasn't true but it, it says something right yeah well you know what's interesting though about that move what, what's interesting about that move alan is that is that the majority of of containers that are running out there um are, are being used almost like a vm you know 75 percent of containers right now are running a full os Yep, and um, and you know they're they're basically just using it as a way to kind of 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 a, a attempt a, a higher level of abstraction, remove a little bit more of the infrastructure complexity uh, that uh, that they were encountering uh, when they were using uh, VMs. So uh, what 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 I think the next wave is going to happen is people are going to actually figure out how to actually better package their applications to actually take advantage of 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 uh, of how the what they can do to remove uh, unwanted dependencies, remove remove a lot of the the weight around uh, the the application that they're currently doing today, when they just package up the full OS and and all the broad set of of unassociated dependencies that they're packaging right now. So I expect that's going to be the next wave, and, and we're there to help them when they go when they go there. Agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> Ken, any any uh, event shows or conferences coming up other than, of course, the DevSecOps uh, event I mentioned, where Chef will be just uh, you know presenting or part of? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, we will be at VMworld coming up. Um, we'll be at uh, uh, Microsoft's uh, big event that's coming up. Um, and uh, of course, you know, as we look towards November, we have reInvent, and then sh we have our own community summits uh, that happen uh, in the fall timeframe. So 
you know, those those are, are a great way that we bring our community together. So, you know, the first one's going to be in London, uh, October 10th and 11th. So that's coming right up as well. So, you know, expect expect to see Chef, you know, and our brand showing up at a, at a lot of different places in the, in the coming months. Great. Very cool. Well, Ken, we're about out of time here. 15 minutes goes quick. But hopefully it won't be a few months yeah. before you're back on. Um, and we, we can yeah. up where we left off here. Yeah, Alan, enjoy your travels, and uh, uh, thanks so much for the time today. Not a problem. Ken Cheney, CMO, chef, here on DevOps Chats. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps, uh, DevOps Chat and DevOps.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on another DevOps Chat soon. Bye-bye.